Welcome to Never Stop Building, where we discuss all things business, growth, and leveling up to become the most elite version of yourself. We're here to challenge fear and shatter doubt. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Never Stop Building. I'm your host, Sam Kaufman. As always, pleasure to talk to you today. Um, Today's podcast topic is not negotiating the standard in our relationships. And this one, um, there is no way for me to talk about this without it being personal, uh, vulnerable, open. Uh, So I am unapologetically going to uh, record this episode from the heart. And I know a lot of you need to hear what I have to say here. And so I'll start with what is the standard? Fair. So my standard in relationships, I have talked about um, championship legacy. I've talked about uh, purpose. I've talked about clarity many times through the course of this podcast and getting clear on what we want, what we want to be known for, who we are, what we want our life to look like. And I've talked about clarity in the sense of like extreme clarity that has to stem from extreme honesty with yourself. I've talked about how uh, we, we have to stop lying to ourselves about what we want out of our life and stop making it kind of fit the mold of what other people want out of our life and from us. A lot of us are, are surrounded by takers. There's a lot of takers in the world. And it, it, can be painful to, it can be painful to acknowledge the people that we love are takers, takers of our energy, takers of our time, takers of our patience, takers of our finances, takers of our advice that don't do anything with it, people that come to us when they need something but don't even actually use the resources given to them because they didn't actually want the solution. They just wanted to take something from you. And I want to be clear that I don't think most of these people know that they're takers. I don't think that it's malicious and intent. I don't think that most people that we love are um, trying to hurt us in, in any... Uh, purposeful reason, but it happens. It actually does happen. We're surrounded by more takers generally, um, because that's kind of the culture that we live in, to be honest. It's not, I don't think, some inherently you're a bad person, you're a good person thing. I think that our culture teaches us you, you have to take because people will take from you. I think our culture and society kind of teaches that uh, people are bad and everybody wants to get one over on you, and you should be paranoid, and, and, and nobody can be trusted, from our government to banks to this. And I am, not, I am not pro or antiing any establishment on this podcast. What I'm saying is that our culture is big on no one can be trusted, and you have to fend for yourself, and that's the blah, 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 blah. And I think that that spills into a lot of our relationships inadvertently, and we don't notice. So what is the standard? What is the standard? Well, what is my standard? My standard of relationships um, are people that live up to the same value system that I live up to, that have similar core values, a level of integrity that matches mine, a level of truthfulness that matches mine, a level of um, uh, spiritual, uh, um, being spiritually in tune that matches mine, a level of faith that matches mine, or, or a desire and clear action to attain those things. 
So maybe you don't have the things that match mine, but you've made it abundantly clear through your behavior, not your words, not your promises, through your behavior, that you are on track to get all of those things, to be that person, to, to be that faithful, to be that level of truthful, to be that, have that level of integrity, um, to have that level of drive and consistency and discipline. You're doing the things necessary to get to where you say you want to go. That's, that's some of my standards. Now, I want to point out a few things. Um, I didn't make this up. I heard it, but it works very well visually for me when thinking about relationships. And this really answered a lot of questions for me as far as, because look, I'll say like when we start on this journey of growth and development, and, um, and I released a podcast a few weeks ago about like leaving people behind. My opinion on leaving people behind is I think leaving people behind is kind of bullshit because we don't leave anyone behind because our, my journey is not a race with your journey. I, I can't, I'm not in the uh, on mission to outrun you, right? So like sometimes I have to leave you where you are because I don't want to be where you are anymore. But there is more than enough space for for us to run together if that's what you want to do. And I'm not leaving you behind. I'm just not throwing you on my back and carrying you to the finish line anymore. I'm not leaving you anywhere that you have not decided you want to stay. That's on you. So in not negotiating the standard in our relationships, I like to, to visualize my relationships like a bullseye with rings. And this helped me because I had such a hard time, and I shared this on that other episode, like I always had such a hard time with this idea that like, if you weren't like me, like I, we can't be friends. And like, if you're not a business owner, you're not like, like you don't have this drive, like it just felt so strange to me to like, have these expectations of everybody in my life, right? Because there were people that I loved that I really felt like needed me to serve them and be there for them that just maybe were never going to be capable of being who I was or how I was. And I was like, this seems outside of what I deem to be integrity, to leave these people and say, well, because you're not here, I'm not going to mess with you. So this bullseye solved that problem for me. And what the bullseye is for me is right in the center is my inner circle, that's my core, three or four maybe. My wife and like two people I can think of. Like that's my center, my inner circle of people that know everything. They know exactly how I'm feeling, exactly where I'm at. I take their feedback in the highest regard because I know that they are not just being 100% truthful with me, even if that's looking me in the eye and saying, you are screwing up on every level, get it together. I know that they're being fully truthful with me with the exact intent of just helping me. Outside of that little inner circle is, is like an outer circle of friends. People that I hang out with sometimes, that I enjoy their company. Uh, maybe I can talk, I can compartmentalize what I go to them about. Maybe we talk just about business stuff, but I don't talk to them about marriage stuff or parenting stuff because maybe they're not great parents or, or great married people or they're not married at all or have any kids, but I can find some... I can find a common ground where we have similar values that we can hang out, have good conversation. I can get feedback, give feedback, and then go about our business. Outside of that circle is kind of more like an acquaintance band. People that um, you know I, I might not make specific time with, but I'll, I'll hang out with you if, like we're in the same area. Or maybe we'll get dinner once a year or like twice a year. If we're at a networking event, we'll hang out or 
but I'm not uh, calling you when I need something. I'm not calling you for feedback or advice. I'm not very interested in your opinion. And that could either be because A, I just don't know you well enough to bring you into a closer circle or B, I don't, you don't meet my standards and that's okay too. But instead of, um, uh, you know, being rude to you or like never talking to you again, like you fit inside of a different circle in my life where we can have a good dinner sometime and, and that's it. And then outside of that is like, really outside of that is like, I'm not fucking with you at all. That's, that's pretty much like the end of the standard negotiation right there. And those people, um, if you do not align with my core values, um, I'm really not messing with you at all. So like in order to even broach into the bullseye, you've got to have a certain level of integrity. You don't have to have what I have. You don't have to be a business owner or make a lot of money or have kids or love travel or the, the core value, the standard that I'm holding is not about stuff. It's about your heart. My heart and your heart have to align. It has to. And I don't need a lot of information to know whether or not they do. I really don't. I can feel it. Um, and I know you can too. Anybody out there, you know you have at least one person in your life they don't align with your heart. Your heart posture and their heart posture are completely different and you know it. So why do we hold on to these relationships? I know for me, I held on to some because I've had them for a long time. They were just old and old is hard to get rid of sometimes. I got a shelf in my uh, closet of old shirts. I'm just not, I'm not willing to donate them, but I'm never going to wear them again. Sometimes we keep relationships in our life of old shirts. You're never going to wear that shirt again. You don't want to hang out with that person. You probably talk shit about that person when they're not around. And if you don't talk shit, you think shit. It's not a positive relationship in your life, but you're not willing to let it go. And for a long time, I could relate to that because I had a scarcity mindset about people who would love me. I would pretty much just take anybody. If you were willing to love me, give me attention, appreciate me, or, or at least the illusion of appreciation, I would let you into my life because I was really desperate for external validation. And I found that from relationships. But as I grew, some of those relationships didn't grow with me. And I'm not even saying the other person didn't grow. They may have. They may have grown just in a different direction. And at some point in these relationships, it became clear to both of us, this wasn't working anymore. And the biggest disservice that we can do at that point is to ignore that. And a lot of us do. You ignore that truth. You don't have that hard conversation. You don't sit down with them and say, hey, I love you, but have you also noticed that this relationship has become weird and tense and awkward and we've grown in different directions and maybe, like, maybe this needs to pause or have I done something? Or maybe they have done something, but we ignore the truth. And when we do that, we become liars. And, and I hate to say that so bluntly to you, but you become a liar when you don't tell the truth. And there is a level to this. And like, I want to share. So like in my marriage, for instance, Amanda and I, um, a while back, we were talking about her we were having an argument, we'll call it an argument, we'll call it a disagreement, because it sounds better A and B, I don't, I don't know, we do argue sometimes, and this just wasn't one of those. We were having a disagreement about her making dinner when she said she would, 
and me coming down and being done with work when I said that I would. And this all started with, it all started with um, me, like, I went through a period where I would tell Amanda, I'll be home by blank, or I'm in the office, right? I'll be downstairs with the family by 6 p.m. When I come down like 7.15, 6.30, 6.50, 8 o'clock. And Amanda said, um, we got into this disagreement and Amanda looked at me in the middle of the disagreement. She was like, do you realize that every time you say you're going to do something for me and you don't, you lied to me? And I looked at her and I said, well, do you realize that every time you tell me that you're going to have dinner ready by a certain time and you don't, you lie to me? And I was trying to be like, I was trying to be like the smart ass and like get her back. And she stared at me and I stared at her and we both simultaneously were like, yeah, we're lying to each other. Like, like we are being dishonest people. I am being a dishonest husband when I say I'm going to be down at six and I don't come down till 630. And she was like, yeah, I'm being a dishonest wife. When I tell you dinner will be ready by six, but you come down and it's not. And we had like a breath and silence for like 90 seconds. And we came to this realization that there's this level of truth telling that we don't even acknowledge most of the time with the people that we love and care about. And inside that level of truth telling is things like that. It's things like I'll be down at six and showing up at six, but inside of the relationships that we're having a hard time and we're negotiating standards, it's like, like this is awkward. This is uncomfortable. This relationship does not seem to be serving each either of us. I don't know if there's a salute. I had to have a conversation like that about a month and a half ago where I said, hey, I need to be truthful with you. My feelings are hurt for A, B, and C, and I'm going to be honest, I don't have a solution to this problem. All I know is that as of this moment, this relationship is doing more harm than good in my life. I don't know about you, but it is doing more harm than good in my life. They kind of felt the same way. And the conversation went fine. The end result has not been solved, but a weight of a thousand pounds was lifted off of my heart by telling the truth. Just telling the truth can solve so many problems and so many of us lie. We have to stop. We have to stop. So negotiating the standard, not negotiating the standard with our friendships, what has helped me a lot and something I've come to learn is that inside of those that bullseye, inner circle, outer circle, acquaintances, what happens inside of that bullseye is we have to adjust our expectations of people to match where they fit in our lives. So my expectations of the people in my inner circle are high. My expectations of my wife are high. Her expectations of me are high. We have a commitment to each other that is unwavering, which means that, that we show up or we have to own that we didn't. There's a high level of expectation, effort, and intensity inside of that relationship to make it work. We're both intense people. I'm not saying your marriage has to work like that, but for our marriage to continue to be smooth and successful, we have to show up at a high level for each other. We're both very type A, show up kind of people. The other couple of people in my inner circle, it's the same. The expectation is that you will be there when needed. The expectation is that you will tell the truth, the whole truth. No negotiation on that. There's no sugarcoating. There's no lying. There's no bullshit. We will hurt feelings if that's what's necessary to get the truth across because the truth saves lives. The truth creates growth. The truth is where we stem so much of our progression from. Because if we're owning things that aren't true, we're fixing problems that aren't real, and we're not actually doing anything. We're just wasting time. Wasting time to convince ourselves we're making progress on things that don't matter. It's like going to the doctor 
getting a cast on your left arm, but your right arm was broken, but you were embarrassed about how you broke it. So you don't ever say anything. You're not healing anything. Inside that outer circle, the expectations are different. The expectations are that you have the same value structure as I do. We meet core values, and if we have dinner plans for 7, I expect you to show up at 7. Or if we have content for 1.30, I expect that you come at 1.30. Like, we have these relationships, right? And the expectations are clear, and they're set, and they're healthy. Um, But maybe they're not as high as that inside really, really, really close couple of people. And then the same on the outer circle. It's that um, the acquaintances. It's the same thing. The acquaintances, it's just... If I'm going to spend any time with you whatsoever, there has to be a core value alignment. There has to be a heart posture alignment. There has to be an alignment in the spirit where like, we may only talk once a year, but I need to feel good when I sit next to you. I have to feel good when I sit next to you. If the energy is off, if you bring negativity and toxicity to the table, that'll be the only time we ever spend time together. That's a completely and totally unacceptable. So the expectations have to change. The standard never changes. And that's why I made that that point. The standard in the relationship never changes. But the expectations can. And by expectations, because my expectations of you are not in my... My expectations of you are in my control. Your delivery is not in my control. So I have to be realistic with my expectations because I'm not in control of your behavior. I'm not in control of your decisions. I'm not in control of your thinking. I'm not in control of your feelings. But I am in control of who and what I let into my life. And who and what I let into my life has had a direct impact on what I get out of my life. The people in my life are by far the most influential um, force on my success than anything else. By far. And for two reasons, I believe. I believe that we absorb the most that we can absorb from other humans information, energy, um, positivity, and, and the opposite. And I believe that God talks to me through humans. I believe that his way of communicating with me directly is through you, how I listen to you. So I want to fill my life with people of, of light and positivity and, and breath of fresh air and faith and integrity and, and drive and motivation and success and service and generosity and joy. I don't have space in my life for people who can't bring that to the table. Negativity and anger and frustration and self-centeredness and um, scarcity. And it just, I I, I feel it. And so do you. Like, And maybe you don't feel it. Maybe you're the person. I don't know. That could be possible. I think I've been the person in the past. I think I've been the negative, angry one. I used to get in fights on job sites and all kinds of crazy shit. And like, I don't want to be that person anymore. And naturally, as humans, I think we gravitate, we, I think we get addicted to the negativity and the anger because it fuels something that is um, addicting. And honestly, like, like that's what the enemy wants from you, to latch on to that. Because once you latch on to that toxicity and that negativity, he's got your attention. And until he has your attention, it's a constant fight to get your attention. So if I fill my day with love and light and positivity and good friends and truth, even when painful, he's having a really hard time getting to my heart, like a really hard time. Like you all are a wall that protects me, my spirit. And when my spirit is protected, my feelings are protected, then my thinking is protected and my decisions are protected. So humans, my relationships are my first line of defense and offense against the force that is in this world trying to bring me down and make me make bad decisions. And I'm not going to do that. So I use this. I use this to fuel my life. 
That's why I do this with these people. It's very, very important to me. And it works everywhere. It works with friends. It works with my wife. Like, I, I know that for years in our marriage, we were both afraid to actually tell the other one what the standard was. Not sure if it was realistic. Not Remember, I've talked a million times. Write down. I had to write down. I was already married when I did this. I had to write down what I wanted out of a spouse. And then I had to go to my wife and share that. Because in order to get clarity and in order to start living the life that you want to live, you have to start getting honest with the people in it. And some of us are already married when we want to decide what kind of spouse we want. Some of us are already in business when we decide what kind of business we want. Some of us, us, a lot of you, are going to be in this situation. And I had to write it down and I had to go and be truthful with her and share it with her. And I had to ask her to do the same. And some of that is painful. Some of what she wanted out of a spouse were things I wasn't doing. Nothing I wasn't capable of. Nothing I couldn't deliver for her. But things I just wasn't. Because I was being self-centered and, and lazy and inattentive. And same with her. At times there was laziness and, and inattentiveness. And, and for, a, for, a, for a moment in our marriage there was this tension of like... I'll do it when he does it. I'll do it when she does it. And that's not how we're taught to be in relationship with people. We're taught to show up regardless of what other people are doing, especially in a marriage. And so inside of our marriage, when we got really clear, we sat down together and now we do this yearly and review it quarterly, but we set marriage standards, marriage goals and expectations. How often are we going to have sex? How often are we going to go on dates? How often are we going to have overnight dates? How often are we going to go on vacation? Just the two of us. How often are we, what kind of money do we want to make together? What we literally, I have a literal list that exists in real time answering all of those questions that so many married couples are afraid to talk about. And we hold each other accountable. Hey, we have not been having enough sex. Hey, we have not gone on that overnight date. Hey, I wanted to go on a date with you last week, but you made plans with your girlfriends. We need to make up for that. And there's no argument. There's nothing, there's nothing negative that is born from that because the standard was clear. The expectations were set. The communication was truthful. This is what I need to be happy. This is what I need to be happy. Do we agree? Yes, we do. Now there's no negotiating the standard. Now we have to show up for each other. And we do. And we mess up. We were on a date the other night looking over some of our goals for the year and we were like, we're way behind on that one. Like, let's let's spend the next two weeks like making sure we, it was like some house stuff or something. But like, we were like, let's get that back together, which is why we review it because we're human. Because it goes from December 30th making these goals to February 20th like that. And it's so easy to fall off. So we review it regularly. Why? Because I want to love my wife the way she wants to be loved. I want this for her. I no longer love my wife the way she wants because I don't want to argue, because I don't want to hear it, because I don't want to deal with it. I do it now to serve her. It makes me happy knowing that I'm doing things that make her happy. That's why she's in my inner circle, because she does the same for me. That is how we're not negotiating standards inside of our marriage. And it was one of the hardest things to overcome the initial like hurdle of having those difficult conversations. But it is by far the most beneficial relationship that I have in my life. By far. And it can be the toughest. It applies to employees that are on your staff and team as well. We're, We're so afraid of losing people because of the lost production and revenue. That's what it is. 
Let's call it what it is. Some of you have really good producers who don't fit your team, don't respect you, don't respect your standards, couldn't give a shit less about your company, but you're so fucking lazy and afraid that if you let them go, you'll have to hire someone else and train someone else, and it's painful, and it's hard, so you're not doing it, so you're lying. You're not holding these people accountable. You're not telling them the truth about their behavior. You're not respecting your business enough to implement and uphold the own, your own core values. So now you've got this terrible disconnect inside of your company with somebody who probably needs to be terminated because you're lying. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your team members. You're lying to your staff. This isn't how leaders operate. It's not possible to continue this long-term with consistency and get the results that you want to get. It doesn't work. And the last one and probably the most important one with not negotiating the standard is with yourself. You have a relationship with yourself. I believe that our relationship with ourselves is fully and completely tied to our relationship with God, but I'll, I'll leave that in for another episode. But your final one is your relationship with yourself. How you treat yourself. How you talk to yourself. Do you talk to yourself in a way that you would allow other people to talk to you? Do you beat down on yourself? Do you say negative things about yourself? Do you pass by the mirror and go, gross, or ew, or ugh? How do you think about you when it's just you, nobody else in the room? How do you treat yourself? That is a direct reflection, in my opinion. That, to me, is like the most disrespectful thing that we could ever do in our lives, is allow those negative thought tracks. Would you allow you in your inner circle? That's my question to you. Would you put you in that inner circle if it was just the thoughts you think? Not what you say, not the affirmations, not what you write or what you tell other people. Would you allow your own thinking inside of your inner circle? If not, you've got some fucking work to do. You have got to get that together. I do that through prayer. I do that through journaling. I do that through gratitude lists. I keep my thinking and my thought tracks on a positive track by writing my thoughts out and if they're not okay, evaluating them and getting rid of them. I talk to people in my inner circle truthfully. I tell people the truth about where I'm at and how I'm feeling. And if there's something that continues to come up and come up and come up, sometimes what we have to do is make a change. And sometimes we can't make a change. There are going to be things that you probably talk to yourself horribly about that you can't actually do anything about out of your control. Give those things up. Give up control. Give up the negativity. My question, again, my question to you that I need you to answer, would you let you in your own inner circle? And if not, you have to do some work on living up to your own standards. Because what changed for me, what changed everything in this category for me was when I stopped negotiating the standard for myself. That's when I was able to retain people in my life who I didn't negotiate the standard with either. I started to attract much, much more positive, influential men and women, people who I admire into my life when I started to become somebody that they could admire as well. That's what changed everything. Thank you all for listening. I'll talk to you on the next one.